0: know a lot about golf Well We're waiting And it is time for us We are Those Weekend Golf Guys I'm John Ashton He is Jeff Smith Which makes him Golf Magazine's Top 100 teacher Jeff Smith And he is uh, Very have- very well ensconced In his car right now Very comfortable uh, Hiding from the a, a good spot a, Yeah
1: you know, so it's pretty funny. I'm down here in West Palm Beach, Florida, and I was playing golf with a friend of the show um, and friend of mine, Mark Mattingly, who's um, he's been on our show um, I think twice in in the last few years. And uh, so here we are down here, and we're playing playing golf and catching the rain and catching some sun and catching some puddles and all kinds of stuff. But we're right now. Avoiding the tornado that is in Palm Beach County.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't want to. Um, I just saw a video of a waterspout on the beach in Florida today that sucked, you? Up, sucked up two people. Really? Yeah it had it had people yelling and screaming and running for their lives, literally, and uh, two wow. sucked up. Yeah, those those things. That's nothing to play with, man.
1: No. Um, so just a few moments ago on our phone, we got a little, you know, the little electronic urgency signal. You know, Mm -hmm. your phone starts yelling at you basically saying, um, hey, get inside. Yeah. So we found a place to pull off the road and here we are.
0: Or as they say (laughs) here in Kentucky, get in the basement, get in the basement. Yeah. (laughs) Get in the basement. (laughs) Oh, man. It's kind of rough. So were you having rain earlier today while you were trying to play? Yeah. Yeah. Uh So we were we
1: were dodging a little bit and um, dodging the weather, dodging rain, getting a little wet, getting a little irritated, drying off, taking clothes off, putting them back on. Put your hat on. Take it off. You know, in light of of grips
0: and in light of what happened uh, at the players, which I guess this is just a continuation of the same weather that interrupted the players championship this past weekend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk in depth about how to attack a golf course, uh, other than you know packing up and going to the 19th hole until it's over. Uh, how to attack a golf course when it's wet?
1: Well, we should probably talk a little bit about going to the 19th hole when it's the right time, well, and then what to order. <laughs> we should talk about that too. <laughs> and stick
0: to deal with. All right, we'll we'll talk about that. Playing in rain, chipping in rain, mud balls, and all that kind of good stuff when we come right back, hang out. It's a great show. We are those weekend golf guys. So do you just stand in front of the coffee at the coffee out at the grocery store and pick up the same old stuff you've always picked up? You don't know why, but you drink it. You're stuck in a rut. You know, most coffee is dull, it's stale, questionably sourced, but it is easy to get stuck in that rut. And drink what you always have drunk. Drink? Uh, but instead of that, I've got an idea for you. Let trade coffee help you find something new to love. And they do it in a fun way too. They have a quiz. You take the coffee quiz to get started. Trade Coffee guarantees you will love your first bag or they will replace it for free. You see, they've got an an entire group of people whose job it is to taste coffee. With the results of your quiz, they know what you like and you will learn what you like. I mean, you learn a lot about your coffee tastes when you take that quiz and they will match that to the coffee and they will send you a bag when you want it. The subscription is no hassle. You can skip shipments you can change the frequency you can cancel it at any time and it's personalized just for you and right now trade coffee is offering a total of twenty dollars off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash golf guys so take the quiz get started at drinktrade.com slash golf guys start your journey to your perfect cup it's going to be even that much better getting up in the morning drinktrade.com slash golf guys 20 bucks off your first three bags.
2: Your next golf trip deserves the Hall of Fame treatment. French Lick Resort is the only place that you can play courses by Hall of Fame designers Pete Dye and Donald Ross on the same property. Play both award-winning courses by booking the Hall of Fame package. Tea times are filling fast, so plan your trip today at FrenchLick.com. Pete Dye, Donald Ross, experience two championship courses at FrenchLick. FrenchLick.com. Must be 21 to enter the casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT or text ing to 5 Three three
0: four two, and we are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Uh, Jeff was playing today, and if, and if you watched the um, Players Championship down in Jacksonville, Ponte Verde Beach—is it Verde or Vidra? I don't know. It, it's, they, they say Vidra, which is a to accent there. I don't know how to do it, but anyhow, right. it, it was uh, a day late finishing. There was a lot of uh, weather down there that they had to deal with. I hope it's warmed up a little bit, man, because playing golf in Florida when it's 50 degrees can't be fun. I'm sorry. You
1: know what? They didn't look like they were having any fun.
0: No, they did not.
1: At all. No. No. I I remember reading a few things about how come the big names aren't at the top? (laughs)
0: Look,
1: weather affects everybody. Yeah. But I think what, what affects everybody is the draw that you get. Are you in the morning wave or the afternoon wave on a certain day? Yep. And those people who thought they got in a good wave all of a sudden didn't. And their scores went up and everybody had to fight for their collective lives. And um, there was an awful lot of people got caught up in that. Yeah. Because we all know what it's like to, to play in awful weather and, you know, high winds and rain and no fun. And the rest of us, you know, we get to say, all right, I've already paid my money. I'm done. Yeah. Look, we're, let's just go and get a rain check and let's go to the 19th hole and let's grab a beverage and some pretzels and some cookies and some chips and some burgers or whatever, mm-hmm. and then just sit down and talk about it. But these guys, they had to keep going because yeah. they're playing for a big check and
0: they're playing for a big trophy. And sometimes I got to admit that, that when you have paid your money playing in West Palm, at very classy Florida golf courses is old hat to you. But were some of us to take a golf? In fact, I just had a friend return from a golf vacation to Florida. He and five of his buddies went down. And they ran into some rain. But they paid their money. It's not off-season on Florida golf courses right now. So it Mm -hmm. it was not cheap to play down there. And they paid the money. And uh, the rains came. And they just were bound and determined to finish the round. They were going to play through the rain. As long as there's lightning, they're going to play. Look, they're on
1: vacation. They came down to play. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. That was their purpose. They wanted to play golf. Mm -hmm. And they're going to come play, come or high water, you know?
0: Exactly. Come to rain and and so so they.
1: Because what else are they down there to do? Drink. (laughs) But you can't start drinking too early. (laughs) (laughs) Sit in your car somewhere and uh, hope you're... uh, Hope your weather holds out. That was that what it boils down to?
0: <laughs> as, you know, it's getting to be Kentucky Derby time here in Louisville. And as my friend reminded me last Kentucky Derby, when he cracked his first drink at 9.30 a.m., he said, unless you start in the morning, you can't drink all day. You know,
1: that's kind of like that sentence that we say when we birdie the first hole. And you spit it out at your playing partners, and you go, hey, guess what? That's you it. can't birdie them all until so you birdie the first one.
0: Right? But playing in the rain is kind of a, is is kind of hard to uh, to birdie any of them, even courses in light rain in a course that drains well and quickly. You still have a lot of wet grass, which is a totally different surface to play off of than dry grass. Is it not?
1: You know, it really is, and you know it doesn't affect the full swing shots nearly as much as what you think. Okay. Um, unless you're standing on some, unless you're standing on some ground that is. Um, you know, it's so soggy that your feet sink in and you can't push off because it's like a big old wet sponge, and you sink a little bit when you swing and slip a little that's bit. That's when that's when you start hitting them a little bit. You know, chunky, a little fat. Yeah. You know, you take a lot of earth with you, a lot of a lot of mud, a lot of slop. But really, where it affects you a lot is uh, the short game shots. Okay. And there, there's a particular way to play an awful lot of those around the greens that. You've got a short game shot, and you know, you you've got to make sure that one, you get the club below the ball, but two, you know, you're afraid of hitting it too heavy because all that water kind of makes the grass gooey
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh and soggy. And so what we're trying to do here is make sure we'll put the ball a little bit more forward. Okay. Because what happens when you put the ball a little bit back, some people say, Oh, well, I'll catch the ball first. Yes maybe and maybe you'll catch it with the the balls too far back the leading edge catches it and then you skull the snot out of the thing Mm -hmm. because we've all done that Mm -hmm. or maybe it's not back enough and then you're thinking it's more of an up to down swing at that point kind of chopping down at it and then next thing you know you got a leading edge that's angled down and moving down next thing you know you're hitting fat which is the entire purpose in club manufacturers building bounced on the bottom of a club, the bottom of the club. Right. They build that big wide flange, and they help you skim the club across that soft, gooey, soft surface. So what you do is you put the ball a little bit more forward, and you take a couple practice swings, and you realize, hey, where does my club begin to land here? And if I put it more forward. I'm using this sole plate as like a skid plate. It just comes skimming right through. And then you see where you put the ball and you you realize that it's probably best to put it, you know, an, an inch or so forward of center. Okay. And you'll find out that the club comes skimming right through the turf. And when it does that, you don't dig it and you don't scull it. So you can get away with more on those soggy, wet lies with mm-hmm. the ball more forward and use the club as a skimmer than you could by putting the ball back and running into the, I topped it or I thinned it, sculled it, or I stuck it in the ground behind the ball.
0: Okay. So, now, how, how much does the uh, the moisture that's going to be collected on the club and fill the grooves going to affect spin?
1: Well, it will. So you know, you keep in mind a couple things. Um, if you can get, if you can catch ball first, you won't have to worry too much. But the ball will have some moisture to it, and yeah, that's what grooves are for. It's why they put them on the face is to wick away that moisture, so okay. you get as much metal touching ball as possible. Okay. So before you hit the shot, why don't you? take a couple of swipes with your club across the grass, get it wet and take your tea and just clean out the grooves so that the grooves can actually do their job. Yeah. Be the because time. it will affect the spin, right? So let's, well, let's man. be realistic. It does mean that it's probably going to roll out a little bit more than normal. Mm-hmm. Unless of course the greens are soaking wet and it offsets that because they're just so soggy yeah. and they just, the greens now get slow because you, you know, you're, going through water and it's a lot of resistance on the ball. So if your greens are still, you know, if it's if it's rained recently and the ground is still soggy, but the greens drain really well, now all of a sudden you're gonna see the ball release a little bit. Okay. But let's say you're playing in the rain and you can tell the 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 greens are kind of still soppy. Well then you know just think you're gonna to have to fly it a little bit further toward the hole because it really isn't going to go very far after that anyway.
0: Yeah. And then putting is going to be a, when when it puts up a whale tail when you hit a putt, man, it's just <laughs> I hate Get that. that right. Yeah. What when I don't know are, are there parameters that the tour officials use to decide what is too much rain? You know,
1: they try to keep that thing going as long as they can, right? Yeah. They got they got legions of Superintendent volunteers out there with their squeegees. Yeah. And they're trying to push as much water off of those things as possible. But yeah, there's a point where a you know, a hole and the area surrounding the hole is just continually underwater. You push it away, it comes right back up. It's so super soaked that there's a point where they all say, Okay, we have too many uh places on the golf course on the greens. And we have to call this event because certain things are unplayable for now. So let's go have a delay.
0: I wondered if they maybe put just like, you know, demarcation lines inside the cup, you know, and if the water fills up above this line in the cup on the green, then call it off. Maybe not. Well,
1: you know, it may do that, but the green still may be playable because they can uh, push an awful lot of water off the surface enough that might be sitting below the surface and might fill up the cup. And, and then, next thing you know, you actually got a pretty good roll in green and then you got a ball washer at the end.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's extra. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, I want to talk about mud on the ball when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. We're all those weekend health guys. Hang with us. Hi, it's John. I thought I had control, Ashton, and I don't. I thought I was in control of my retirement money. I got a 401k. You may have similar retirement plans. You know, the government controls it. They decide how much you can borrow, when you can borrow it, when you pay it back, how much the interest is, how much the penalty is if you can borrow it too soon or pay it back too late or way too long. Even though it's your money, you are not in control in the way these guys in Washington spend money. Who knows how much you'll have to pay in taxes during a retirement that could last 30 years. Bank on yourself. I want you to remember that name. Bank on yourself. It's a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. This retirement plan alternative has never had a losing year in all over 160 years. You will get guaranteed predictable growth in retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork required. Tax-free retirement income. You interested in that? You will know what your tax rate will be in retirement zero under current tax law, which protects you from the coming tax tsunami, and liquidity. You can get access to your money when you want it for any purpose with no questions asked and even use it for purchases or opportunities without interrupting the growth of those dollars. Now, this is a strategy that businesses like McDonald's and Walt Disney used when no banker would lend them a dime and almost anyone can do it. You can get a free report that details all of this and more. How adding bank on yourself to your financial plan can help you take back control of your money just go to bankonyourself.com/golf that's bankonyourself.com/golf Hey, do you play with Instagram? Check out and follow John.TheGolfGuy, and I'll follow you back. Check it out. Instagram, John.TheGolfGuy. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith down in West Palm Beach, Florida. First time in, what, six months you've gotten to play golf? It's It's
1: been quite a while, you know, and that's, that's unfortunate, of course, but I'm really happy to be able to play today. You know, it was nice to get out of the Midwest. Nice to get out into some sunshine, or so we thought. Look, it's sunshining now, even though we're we're under this tornado warning, and so we really can't go where we want to go. We played our golf today. We played 36 holes today, and uh, we got up and played the Palm Beach Par 3. John, we were the first people on the golf course. Um, Our first balls were struck um, at 7 o'clock in the morning, and it was still... um, Let's say, you know, you've heard of dark 30, right? Well, Mm -hmm. this was dark 10 because it wasn't (laughs) quite light enough to see. And uh, my first ball that I hit of the day wound up, I don't know, 10 feet, 15 feet behind the flag. And I never saw it. I just made sure I didn't see a sploosh of water on the right hand side because there was a big pond over there. And I was just kind of avoiding the pond of water and the trees on the left. And I didn't hear either. So I assumed I was okay, but I didn't get to see my ball.
0: Surprise! 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 <laughs> now, what I thought—I really did—last yeah. night. I Man, I, I, we will tell the little little behind-the-curtain thing here. We are recording this show on Wednesday, uh, the sixteenth of March, and it'll be—you'll uh, be listening to it on Sunday or or beyond on the podcast version. Last night was the opening first four of the NCAA tournament in Dayton, Ohio, That's right. and one of the one of those games was IU versus Wyoming. And I, I thought for sure you'd be there. I mean, Dayton, Ohio is not that far from where you live in Indiana. And
1: had I not been um, already in Florida playing golf, okay, uh, I would have been there
0: for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a planned trip. And um, you know, we, it's, it's a rare thing. Okay. It's a rare thing that right. I get to take a handful of days off and just play golf. So you know, it was 27 holes the day before, 27 holes yesterday, 36 holes today, and uh, we're gonna play as much golf as humanly possible tomorrow, and then go get on a plane.
0: Yeah, and go home. Uh, I just want to let you know, and and again, I'm not sure what the outcome was. I may may have messed up my bracket big time already, but I did pick IU as my 12-5 upset this year. Okay, good for
1: you.
2: Yeah, smart I man. Got
0: I got them winning in the, in the uh, in the in the next round they play. So we'll just see how that works out. I may look like a total fool. Well, here. we sure hope that that is the case. <laughs> Indeed, you know there's going to be a twelve. You know, season. it won't be for that. So no. <laughs> oh, thanks. Right. <laughs> okay, I was just remembering <laughs> when uh, when the senior PGA played here in town at Valhalla, they had on the Saturday yep. uh, Saturday uh, rounds they had a one of our huge, uh, mid south. Hey, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. Let's have a thunderstorm deals and it poured for yep. like an hour and uh, they they didn't uh, sus- they suspended play they didn't they didn't call it for the day but as soon as the rain stopped man that grounds crew was out there with vacuum cleaners soaking the water out of the sand traps and squeegeeing the greens and they had they had that course back to pristine shape in about 15 20 minutes after a downpour isn't that crazy It was great the way that worked it's like, yep. man, we should we should do this at the local yeah. when you have.
1: Yeah, right. That's <laughs> um, that's a whole lot of equipment that's not free. <laughs> yeah. And that's a whole lot of labor volunteered that is free. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's not going to happen at your local. Duty. If you were um, playing, not once.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I know that's right. If you were playing, however, and I know, like, as you have mentioned many times, most of us amateur weekend recreational golfers play kind of a sort of golf where there are many pages of the rule book that we don't even read. There are many pages of the rule book. Well, we you guys, know, We don't even know exist. Okay. We'll put it that way. Sure. Well, you guys are creeping, you know, you guys working off that, that crazy, uh,
1: um, that sort of golf manifesto.
0: Yes, indeed. So, right? so what that would mean is that if we play on a course where it had just rained, and it was a little uh, little yucky that if our ball was muddy, we don't care who might or might not have said we're playing lift clean in place. <laughs> I'm picking that ball up and cleaning the mud off. But I might find myself <laughs> at some time in a situation where I can't do that. Where the powers that be have decided, eh, just play it play it. I don't know. You're not going to clean it, play it. Is there any way to predict where your ball is going to go judging by where the mud is? If there's mud on your ball.
1: All right. So here's, here's what I keep hearing, right? But I I don't know of the truths of it because when I play, if there's mud on my ball, I'm cleaning it. So I don't really experience this person on a personal level and I haven't gone out and tested it. But what I keep hearing is that if there's ball, mud on the right side of the golf ball it's going to curve left and if there's ball, mud on the left side of the golf ball it's going to curve right and if it's on the back of the golf ball you're just going to get a face full and uh, it's going to reduce the spin a lot and the ball's going not going to go very far. Okay. I
0: mean that makes perfect so, sense.
1: So let's think about uh John your choice of pants or shorts. Let's <laughs> consider that right away. Exactly. Right. Yeah, you know, so the the plastic variety is always good Then mm-hmm. you know the stuff seems to come out better there yes it does than, than the cotton variety um and um you know the shoes you know you got to have some some waterproof shoes oh yeah so I'm not wearing, invest I'm not in some my, of those
0: i'm not wearing my 350 italian handmade golf shoes if it's raining no sir
1: <laughs> you know I'm surprised that you even put those on at all. I think you got those things out of the box and put them on the shelf and said, "Look at the display shoes that I got." Yeah,
0: but I can't impress the people that way. No one. I don't show anyone my closet. You know, I have (laughs) on many occasions been playing with people after I hit a good shot. They go, "Must be the shoes." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, at that point,
1: every time, every time you wear those shoes, you should play. And you should put your Mars Blackman t-shirt on and your and your Mars Blackman glasses on and your hat sideways a little bit and say, <laughs> it's got to be the shoes.
0: got to be the shoes. <laughs> it's got to be the shoes. We're we're talking the, shoes, the shoes. The shoes. The Duca del Cosma uh, golf shoes that uh, they sent me last year out of the kindness of their hearts. They're pretty. They are so pretty. And they clean up well. But uh, I, would not, <laughs> I would not take them out on a muddy day.
1: That's good. Don't wear them on the lousy days to play.
0: Yeah, not at all. Yeah, don't do that. So, you know, because sometimes it's hard to
1: differentiate between real mud and goose mud. So, you know, let's I make sure ball. that you just keep your good shoes in the closet on days like that.
0: Yes. And and always clean your ball off with a towel just in case. Yeah, it's was- yeah. Especially somebody else's towel. Just in yeah, case. That's good. You know, <laughs> how, Which was just an aside, man. How dangerous is it like you have seen people lick their golf balls to clean them. And after, I mean, there are chemicals being used yeah. out there. Are there not?
1: Yeah. I mean, yesterday we were at a golf course, uh, down here in Jupiter, Florida. And, you know, we can tell there have been chemicals applied because, you know, sometimes, you know, when they apply the chemicals, there has got this big this thing that goes behind and, this, and there's these two gigantic arms that fold down. yeah, And they go way out and have this big gigantic spray. And then what they do at the end of that arm that swings down is they, uh, they drop some foam. So they, they do something that they put some foaming agent into the chemical. So it goes all the way out and sprays out and then it drops these little dobbles of foam and they look like golf balls all in a row. Mm. And that is a really good indication for everybody out there that they have sprayed the golf course with chemicals and you should not be touching your golf ball to your tongue. They yes. should not be licking your golf ball.
0: And you, that should, that not, point. And you Don't should not be do it. Your, your fingers anywhere close to your mouth either. After you've been handling your golf ball. I mean, yeah, just, it's not a good idea. No, I don't You know, bring some hand sanitizer with you or whatever. I mean, there there are ways to uh, to stay healthy out on a golf course. Uh, probably the, the healthiest thing to do though is is, you know, like hopefully your mother has uh has given you enough sense to come in out of the rain. Cause it's it can't be fun. Yeah, playing. it'd be
1: a really good idea to get to use some exercise some common sense and come yeah. in out of the rain.
0: But then people say, It'd "But I spent money on a real cool umbrella. How can I use my real cool golf umbrella if I don't play yeah. the rain? But my question is, how can yeah. you? Use
1: Everybody's it? got their thing, you know. I got my golf gear. Yeah. I bought my Gore-Tex rain gear. I'm using it right. Yeah.
0: And but the you're going to find a real cool golf umbrella doesn't help unless you have a caddy to hold it for you. <laughs> yeah tough to hold one and swing at the same time it is indeed and when you put it down on the ground upside big, down it kind of defeats it's a big the juggling act yeah so yeah
1: it sure does doesn't it <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> defeats it big time so i i guess basically uh you know golf golfing in the rain unless it's a downpour you know if it's just a, a steady rain or a sprinkle or intermittent showers or whatever uh, the only thing that's really going to affect immediately is your chipping your shirt game. Is that the the point we've reached?
1: yeah, it really will. sometimes it affects your attitude Loving. right some people they're so adamant against playing golf in the rain that they just have a hard time with the the whole I thought I was out here to enjoy myself, thought I was out here for sun some sunshine and dang it, I'm getting rained on so. I get that. I, I'm not a fan either, but at some point you gotta, you gotta say, okay, I'm here. Well, let's brave the elements and let's, let's plod on and go and enjoy. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it's hard to do that. Sometimes you are absolutely right. It's, uh, so it's next to impossible to do that. Um, again, Indeed. it all, yeah. all depends on what kind of an investment you have made to be there already. So we've got uh, more to talk about, and uh, you know some stuff to help improve your golf game. Yeah, we're coming right back and doing that. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't go in. Well, by now you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future with iTrust Capital. You can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit itrustcapital.com. Start investing today. That's itrustcapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. I Trust Capital, Inc. does not provide legal investment or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional.
2: Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, 10. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. It's the big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is testophen, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem, you just gotta send them a text. Text SPARK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new NuGenix Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text S P A R K to three two one three two one. That's Spark to three two one three two one.
0: And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. I'm in uh, the office in the studio he's in florida yet again he left and didn't even you know say hey john you got some time i would have said no thank you but thanks for the invitation but i never even get the invitation because he doesn't trust me to turn him down that's why i never get the invitation
1: okay so you made a point there i just i just have to tell you hey john this is where we're going this is what's going to happen this is where we're going to play um you think you're up to it (laughs) yeah i mean and you'll go ah yeah no
0: yeah, the invitation, like, hey, we're going down here, and here's gonna be playing, here's what you're gonna be doing, and here's where we're gonna be. You don't wanna go, do you? How do you ask somebody that with a tone of voice
1: that says, I'm asking you, but in a sit in some sort of tone that says, I'm fully expecting you to say, Geez, I'd love to. Thanks for the invitation, but right. I can't make
0: I, it. I can't right? I know.
1: Because on the odd chance that that you say, I'm in, then all of a sudden, you go, all right, but we've already got three, so I don't really think it can work.
0: Yeah, well, you know, are you sure? Are you really sure? You could be totally embarrassed, John. You you may not want to do that.
1: Right. Yeah. And and part of the rules of the trip are that the, the new guy pays for all the dinner.
0: <laughs> and well, that'll then, do it then right. we make it all work. Speaking of which, just <laughs> another little aside, how much do you think that ace cost to uh, um, it probably cost him a very pretty penny. I man. can imagine he was Shane buying- Lowry. Shane Lowry, thank you very much. He was buying drinks for everybody. Yeah, and that's a rule that I think needs to be changed. If you get an ace, you should be rewarded, not penalized.
1: Right. I think every. I agree with you. I think everybody ought to be buying you the drink. Exactly. You know, I just it, it's it is one of those things where it's like. You're you're not going to be the only one that's happy, so you have to buy everybody else a drink so everybody can be happy. Was, Otherwise, I mean, they're just grouch- yeah, being grumpy think- that
0: you got one and they didn't. Well, that's, that's the point. I think it was a tradition started by some disgruntled member of the foursome who was just so jealous that he said, yeah, well, okay, but buy me a drink. And that just started the whole thing. And
1: then I'll celebrate with you. Otherwise, not going to do it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. rain on your parade if you don't buy me a drink.
0: See, oh, and once again, we're we're talking. See, it's it's a theme. We brought up rain again. It's a theme for the entire show. Yeah, it's just totally unfair,
1: John. All you all you got to do is just fess up to everybody. That's the real reason that you haven't had one is because you're always playing with a bunch of people that you know will take advantage of your of the drink policy. Oh yeah, that's just it, right? I'm just gonna change my aim. I'm not yeah. gonna let it happen right now.
0: I, I never hit a par three T with the intent of, uh, of putting the ball in. I mean, I could, if I wanted to look, it just saves you
1: a lot of hassle.
0: It does. And a lot of money saves you a lot of hassle. As we played today,
1: you know, we start the day on an 18 hole par three golf course. We're down to Palm beach and they've got this beautiful par three golf course. You know, we, we made it a point, you know, it's somewhat of a pact between the players in our group that we just weren't going to make a hole in one and we could hit good shots. Right. But, we just said, no, we're not going to we're not going to do that because, you know, if we get drinks and we do all that now, suddenly we can't go to the next golf course. You know, we got a little bit of drive in between here and there and, yeah. you know, we don't want to drink and drive. So we're just going to go to the next golf course and have a good time. That's a standard policy that we have.
0: Because it's good to know that no one screwed up and, and got it. An yeah, that's the thing, you know, because,
1: yeah, because then the next thing you know, then they're going to be the DD and nobody wants to do that. It's easy. We'll just call them birdie holes and be done.
0: Can't ace them all if you don't ace the first one, man.
1: Yeah, right. So let's talk a little bit about putting, changing golf courses, right? Everybody goes on golf trips. They go from one golf course to the next, and everybody has trouble adjusting for the speed all the time. Uh-huh. One golf course cuts them one way, the other golf course cuts them another way, or doesn't cut them at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you adapt to that? Well, you know, if you have time between get to the golf course and and get into the first tee you might want to go over to the putting green and kind of figure it out a little bit just from speed control how about put a few up the hill put a few down the hill put a few across the slope to try to figure out you know if you can stop the ball where you want and if you right. just wandered around the greens without a target you know certainly not a hole but without a target at all and just said okay I want I want to hit my ball and watch what happens see how far it goes then you can start to program in what it feels like. Okay. And then you go up hills, down downhills, across the hills and what it feels like. And then all of a sudden you can figure out real fast how hard you've got to get it. So when you're bouncing from golf course to golf course or in the case of, you know, you get up early and you, know, you got the first tee time of the day or something. And, you know, you got to kind of figure this out. So you've got to take some putts. you got to do a few things
0: yeah, you that gotta get gives early. you the sense of it. And
1: which goes to this over, you know, overwhelming theme of the show is, John, you better actually practice
0: doing something. <laughs> what, because what right. you were just alluding to is if you get to a golf course first thing in the morning or you tee you, you off early in the morning, you're, even if it's a beautiful, you know, sunshiny day uh, with no rain, you're going to be dealing with dew when you first start. And you're going to be dealing with with green speeds that are slower and are going to gradually speed up as your round progresses.
1: Yeah, when the dew burns off, you know, and it dries out a little bit, they tend to speed up a little bit. You know, because not every day does every golf course cut the greens. No. You know, sometimes they give them a day's rest, and sometimes, sometimes you're just out there early and the superintendent hasn't gotten to the green that you're on yet. because not every time do they start from number one, number two, number three, number four. Sometimes you start on the back and they're on the front, or sometimes you start on the front and they're on the back. And next thing you know, you've played some greens that haven't been cut. Right. And then some greens that have been cut. Yeah. And so you gotta, you gotta figure that stuff out pretty quick.
0: Yep. And is, is there any rule of thumb on, um any any way to judge I guess there wouldn't be any way to judge how faster a green would roll um dry as opposed to wet,
1: yeah, it's really hard you know yeah. it's everything changes throughout the course of the day, and you know as much as we would like there to be a rule of thumb, I don't know if there's anything that could be any sort of standard anything when you're dealing with mother nature and did they actually cut the greens uh do they do it consistently how much moisture is in the grass you know i don't know if there's any way you can ever decide yes there's this here's this little cheat sheet for you you know because you know you ask that a lot is there is there some sort of way that you can make it easier so i could just kind of program this in and the answer always gets down to john i still don't even know whether you're going to hit it in the middle of the putter face or not (laughs) I don't know whether your putter is going to be traveling down or level or up when it hits it.
0: You have worse things to worry about, John. <laughs> Move along. All right. <laughs> now, my next <laughs> yeah. my next question would be, is it just against etiquette? Um, no. Is it just against the rules or is it also against etiquette to take a little practice roll with your ball when you get to a green?
1: Well, it is against the rules, mm-hmm. but I know you don't care about that.
0: Yeah, we've already discussed that. That's, it's in one of those pages that we right. never read. So,
1: Yeah. And so I also know that you tend to play with the same people all the time. So I'm really not sure if it's against the etiquette within your group, because that's probably not even close to being the, the most heinous crime that your group commits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right there. We do have one guy in the group who does that all the time. Just to, and
1: and what's the what's the social penalty for that?
0: We laugh at him, make him buy the next round of beer, which he was probably so, gonna buy anyhow. So you know.
1: <laughs> or if he decides, well, if I'm gonna have to buy it, maybe I'll give myself the advantage to see if I can take a little bit of your money and buy That's you your weird. own drink <laughs> with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's probably. But if there's
1: it's... no real social uh, penalty for that within the group, right? You know, who, who really cares?
0: But you wouldn't want to try to do that if you're playing with strangers or playing in some sort of an organized event or Yeah,
1: just ask them how they feel about the rules and, you know, if they're playing by them or whatever, just kind of get the, the feel for it because most people don't really care. No. no. But if you're competing, now they do.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Not only is it a rules violation, but now you've got the hair on the back of their neck standing up. Yeah. So, you know, most people most of the time don't care too much about that.
0: The only so the I good part about teeing off early is is the the trail in the dew on a green gives you a very good read. <laughs>
1: Well, if for the guy that's on the same line, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I sure told you what happened, you know, what the green tilt is through that zone. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yep. Does it affect, does, does water on the green, would it affect the feel in your feet for doing that aim point thing?
1: Not really. Um, You know, as you, as you say, doing that aim point thing, there is this, hey, guess what? I'm going to go walk and I'm going to stand and I'm going to feel with my Mm -hmm. feet of what's going on underneath my feet. What's what's the deal with the surface that I'm about to put my ball on? Right. I really need to know what's going on there. And so no, um, you know, just casual water dew is really not going to affect that. Okay. But let's say it's sopping wet. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you're standing on a wet sponge. Of course, you know, you'll get a very significantly different feel out of that. Than you would, you know, a, a dry green. Yeah. Okay. But now, you know, a real thin layer of water is certainly not gonna, not gonna do anything. I think once, you know, once it soaks in and the and the whole thing becomes a a gooey mess. Now, I think it really, you know, will have a serious effect
0: on your feel. And then the last question I have is: Is there ever a time or a condition where these the the operators of a golf course would prefer you? to get the hell off and stop it.
1: How much time do we have for this question?
0: <laughs> because the
1: list is long.
0: I'm just talking about vis-a-vis rain. How much damage can you do to a golf course when it gets wet?
1: Well, most people, not much on foot, but most people do all their damage with the golf cart. Right. You know, they, you know, and I know, and we've discussed this ad nauseum on the show, you know, when people show up at the golf course, we're can Completely convinced that they lose their minds at that moment when they pull in because, in no way, shape, or form, would they ever think that a golf cart is really an ATV outside of when they're at the golf course. Yeah. They'd be careful with it. They would do something. But as soon as they show up at the gates of the golf course and they get a golf cart key in their hand, all of a sudden they think they've got a free reign to do anything they want and go everywhere that they shouldn't go and they don't care because, well, golf course. You know the superintendent drives his cart every place. I should be able to drive mine someplace too, and that's the mentality. If they even had one of those, yeah, they're just going to go where they want to go, and they don't even consider the fact that they shouldn't be driving in these areas. Gets the cart stuck. We've all seen the trenches. We've all seen the uh, the guy that drives um, on the cart path until he gets to the green, and then decides he thinks it's a really good idea at this point to pull two wheels off the path and create this tire rut right next to the green yeah. because he thinks that the odds are really high that somebody is going to come his way, like the Bev cart girl or another golfer or a maintenance crew and actually need that whole cart path. Yeah. He thinks that's going to happen 18 times during the round, actually about 36 because he does it on the tee boxes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like there's some unwritten rule in his head. Like he's supposed to park off
0: the path. Or there's an intelligence test he flunked before he got to play. One of the two. <laughs> you got just a few more minutes. We will be right back. We are all those Weekend Golf Guys. Hey, we've got this YouTube channel that is really cool. We put videos up there, and it's a lot of uh, behind-the-curtain, inside baseball stuff. It's stuff you don't hear on the podcast or the radio.
3: WeekendGolfGuys.tube. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free, no obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Card of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt, negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments, set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925 800-672-6925
4: If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then, and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around, do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity. And an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies. Folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now. 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800 589 0470. 800
0: 589 0470. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there, Palm Beach, West Palm, playing golf, yep. 27 27 36, and as many tomorrow as you can possibly get in.
1: That's right. We are going to golf our ball from the moment we wake up until the moment we got to leave to the airport. We took the last flight out of Dodge here, mm-hmm. and, um, we're getting on that sucker, and we're going we're gonna to be at a golf course until we until we got to get gas in the car and
0: uh, get to the airport. If uh, we could give a little uh, shameless self-promotion here, we are available to watch, not just to listen, but to watch. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube. We have our own channel. It's called WeekendGolfGuys.Tube, and you can go there and watch not only some of the podcasts that we do, but also some of our sister podcasts, the uh, Approach Shot, have a great approach shot that was just been uploaded where we uh, we interviewed Dale Murphy, former Atlanta Brave. He is one heck of a golfer. Actually, yeah. he's not a heck of a golfer. He, <laughs> he, he he will readily admit a man who holds hitting records throughout the entire '80s for the Atlanta Braves and in the National League. He he'll tell you he has no idea where his golf ball is going to go when he swings at it. No idea whatsoever.
1: Look look. Baseball players are used to hitting somewhere inside of a 90 degree angle playing field. Yeah. And when it goes outside of that, they don't have to pay a price for that. They get to stand there and do it again exactly. and again and again yeah, and again. Yeah, and you know, in golf, we have to hit it effectively right over the pitcher's head every time.
0: Every time,
1: every time. Now, granted, our golf ball is sitting still, and we can set up all the angles to make that happen. Yeah, but
0: but anyway, is is check it it out. It was a great. We really do care where it goes. Fun time with Dale Murphy uh, on the Approach Shot podcast, which you can catch. At uh, WeekendGolfGuysTube, or also at uh, AthletesTV, which is pretty cool. Uh, just uh, listen to us. Just go to thoseWeekendGolfGuys.com. Every episode we've ever done is uh, is is resting there comfortably. So thoseWeekendGolfGuys.com, facebookcom golfguys is uh, the uh, web was the page on Facebook. And uh, I, I just started an Instagram account can catch me at John.TheGolfGuy on Instagram. Pretty cool. I love playing with Instagram. Follow us there and uh, follow us here. Follow us at WeekendGolfGuys.tube or those WeekendGolfGuys.com. Or just make it a point to come back next week. Other than that, whether it's wet, dry, or in between. Just we'll be here. Go play some golf.